How do we um, add Steven? I can't in Spanish. <laughs> Wait, maybe I can. Why? Why are you? Are you on El Sabatico <laughs> in Mexico? <laughs> no, I'm on El Skypo. I found it. I added him. Hey guys, sorry. Hey. Hola, Stefan. I'm so so pissed off at Comcast right now. What's like, going on? Oh, nothing they're the worst. ever fucking works. It's unbelievable. Should we just? I, call should, your I should like print out this transcript of a chat I had with an online person earlier today, and it's like it's it's like an exercise in complete utility. Like, there's no way to get somebody to understand what you're saying. Like, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> How many angry faces do I have to make on chat before you fix my internet? <laughs> yeah, it's like they're intensely doing it. So, like, I had internet yesterday, and then they shut. Like, they said everything will be great today. Continuing, I was like, I don't need somebody to come out here, so you don't need to charge me seventy five dollars. And then they shut it off. So now somebody. <laughs> Evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 179. We have now done as many episodes as the number of demands chess genius Bobby Fischer made of the World Chess Federation before his 1975 match. Ugh. That guy. Was, was one of them, like, brown M&Ms only? No. <laughs> he had a writer clause. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although apparently he, uh, they only met 178 of them, so he forfeited the title and did not play the match. Jesus. Wow. Which is a pretty high percentage. I mean, they, they could have been like important demands that he needed, uh, like kidney dialysis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I can't butcher this. I need my kidney. <laughs> Speaking of simultaneously nerdy and childish things, this week we're talking about the Star Wars Expanded Universe book, Shadows of the Empire by <laughs> Steve Perry. <laughs> Uh, apparently, Chris just made the Mario 64 sound. I'm so excited. Did you guys like um, how I renamed him on uh, on our audiobook? I just want to mention Oh, that. The, uh, he was oh, yeah. Star Wars McLightsaber. <laughs> oh. I thought that was the name of the book. Please. I thought that was just, yeah. By, by Steve Perry and performed by a whole cast of a soundboard. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a trial. You can get an audiobook for free and support our show. It's also sponsored by you, the listeners. If you want to pick any topic of your choice, go ahead and go to readdistrict.com slash sponsor. And for a small fee, you can choose any topic under the sun. This is Chris's guilty pleasure week two of three of the Guilty Pleasure series. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you wanted us to read Shadows of the Empire by Steve Perry. Well, um, you know, this actually stemmed from a conversation with a fan at our live show in New York, uh, Aaron from New York. Um, We were talking about Expanded Universe and Star Wars Expanded Universe, and I realized that I really, really loved this. As as a late elementary school kid and into early junior high, um, this was everything I read, and I freaking loved it. And, um, you know, it just made a lot of sense to go back and revisit this. There's a little bit of shame in how nerdy I was and still am, but at the same time... But not as nerdy as Steven. 
<laughs> no, Star no, Trek not bullshit. not Star Trek nerdy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, this book, you know, in a in a one shot because a lot of them were trilogies or kind of part of a series. This is a one shot that had a lot of what I loved about the expanded universe in it, and um, and yeah, I was just excited for you guys to read it. Uh, now I can, I, I mean, I can't say that I loved it, but I could definitely see why you as a middle schooler would have loved it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> This is pretty fun. And this is the abridged version also, I should this, say. This was use. the abridged version. And a lot of me was like, oh, my God, I remember this person as being so much more awesome. That's pro- probably because they had, like, a lot of chapters they left out where they did, like, minorly awesome but not important to the plot things. Uh, after we listened to it, I read, I, like, I usually read a summary of it just in case, like, there was things I missed. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I have terrible reading comprehension. <laughs> no, it's just abridged. Fifty paragraphs. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Oh good. Well, because I I found it to be a breezily written book, and I was really pretty. I was really pleased with that. Yeah, it was an audio book that lasted three hours with scoring. <laughs> yeah, that was great. The way they carved those lines into it. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> For extra friction. That's stupid joke. Uh, let me introduce you to your panel now. I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, and I would love you to also be on Twitter and be my internet friend. But here are some of my real life friends uh, on the panel tonight from San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Alex, is it hot in here, or is it just my lizard pheromones? <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> it might be both. I'm gonna go on my sex rock for a second. <laughs> I'm willing I'm willing to do anything you order me to do. <laughs> also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington, the man of the hour. It's Chris Smith. God, I can't believe I missed. I never miss. I'm a crack shot. I'm an ace hot dog pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, replacement Han Solo. <laughs> in your uh in Morse code, it would be really weird to call you though. Yeah. That's you true. Sm- spell out dash with dots and dashes. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Another stupid one. Uh, they can't yeah. they can't be winners, guys. Also joining us today, he's the thin voiced ranger at Stephen T. Carter on Twitter. Please welcome back fan favorite Stephen A T A Carter. <laughs> oh, apparently I'm being seduced by lizard pheromones. Only half of us can understand that. <laughs> good. Now I know who's going to be playing Chewie in our uh, uh, Amazon ad. Was that pretty good? That was pretty solid. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, let's get a summary of this plot, at least of the uh, at least of the abridged version of the plot. Uh, Chris, <laughs> it's your book. Yes. You're, you're yeah. also our resident summarizer for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. Yes. Please stop. Please summarize in the style. Of an angry Wookiee. <laughs> um, so after the end of Empire Strikes Back, where Han Solo is frozen in carbonite and taken by the bounty hunter Boba Fett, and Luke learns that Vader is his father, and Lando and Chewie go in the Falcon to go look for Han. But before the start of Return of the Jedi, where Luke shows up at Jabba's palace to rescue Han Solo and the gang from the sail barge in the, in the Sarlacc pit, there is Shadows of the Empire. All right, So we're following Luke. Leia, Chewie, and Lando as they track down Boba Fett, and Vader and the Emperor as they try to find Luke after he escaped Vader on Cloud City uh, by falling down the chute, and the good guys enlist the help of uh, this guy Dash Rendar, who's basically a more macho, more talented Han Solo, but even braggier, and he's a little emotionally unbalanced, okay? But at least in the British version, he actually seemed fairly balanced, and I didn't know why Luke hated him so much. Yeah, yeah he's, I, got, he's I, actually was, once, I was like, is this... 
is this somebody from like a, a movie that I didn't pick up on or something like that? They seem to have like a lot of hate and I don't know why. No, well, <laughs> so that would be the abridged version. But you also know Dash, Dash Rendar if you played the Nintendo 64 game Shadows of the Empire, which follows the plot mm-hmm. of this book. Whoa. That's right. Let's just assume I didn't. Lazy okay. writing. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the game came after the book. Okay. Um, so, but perhaps most importantly, it introduces this new villain, the Feline Prince Shizor, who is fucking awesome. All right. <laughs> he is the third richest being in the empire after the emperor and Vader. And uh, not only is he rich and powerful and he runs this huge criminal organization called Black Sun, but... He's super smart, and he's good-looking, and he uses his reptilian calculating coldness to get in close to the Emperor and undermine Vader's plans to capture Luke alive. Or at least, he tries to, right? He has the help of his android, uh, Guri, this uh, blonde woman who's actually an android who's really fast and strong. And he makes all these plans that crisscross Vader's plans and attempt to undermine him both politically and otherwise. There are all these schemes that take place in the shadows of the Empire that just about work, (laughs) except... For Luke using the Force or some other factor that couldn't be seen, but still, dude is awesome. And he even totally seduced his Princess Leia, hottest girl in the galaxy, except Chewie rescues her at the last minute, okay? Um, you also get Luke building his lightsaber. Um, the heroes go to Coruscant, uh, the, the center of the Empire, to rescue Leia from, from Shizor. And even Rogue Squadron, Wedge's Rogue Squadron, makes an appearance, and, and there are these huge space battles. This is my shit you guys (laughs) and um the book ends with luke uh recording the hologram message that r2 plays for jabba where he gifts him 3po and r2 and it's like perfect dovetailing i just i I can't get over it so that's the book and my guilty pleasure pretty solid summary there chris uh enthusiastic and all uh because it's your uh it's your book you get to decide who's going to go first and and in what positions the compliments are going to go you know what, Alex? You almost never go first in compliments. I would love for your first compliment. Well, that's so nice of you. I uh, I liked this book because it was it was sort of like the audiobook version of one of those kids' books where on the left side there are pages and along the right there are a series of buttons with sounds on them. <laughs> <laughs> the way the book was done it was like it wasn't like complicated scoring and sound effects. It was just like and then the Wookiee came in. And then they opened the door, and the lightsaber turned on. And I could picture myself as a kid playing the uh, the little noise playing buttons the button on the right hook. hand side of the book, and so it was yeah. kind of delightful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you didn't have any fun listening to this, you have no heart. <laughs> Which is not to say that it's good. <laughs> and Stephen's going to quibble with you there, but that's okay. <laughs> you don't have a heart. You have a black sun where your heart should be. Oh. All right. Uh, Good record. All right. <laughs> they can't all be winners, Steven. <laughs> Some of them should be, though, right? In theory. <laughs> That's tough but fair. Chris, uh, who do you want to be second? Uh, I want Steven to go second. Okay, mine's similar. Mine's mine's just a specific compliment to the sound designer on this, or the whoever mixed the sound. Um, only because, like, they, they were probably told at certain points in their career to that sound like that that not all sound effects and music needs to be like at the highest possible volume <laughs> they didn't, and they 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 stuck to their guns and said no I'm gonna make sure that if I'm you know mixing the sound for an audiobook that it's gonna be so loud that you can't hear what's going on in the story, especially during fight scenes. Like, there's no way that you're gonna hear it over the sound of the master. so for, for he you know he it's kind of like a 
he he dressed for the job he wanted, not the job he had, which is the job he wanted was guy who plays music really loud. So the guy who plays music to compliment the audiobook. The so, job he wanted uh, was apartment next to me. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. As why don't you go? Okay. I just I love a world where there's like there's always like one clear solution, I guess. It's kind of, um, uh, you know, it's sort of like the, if everything you, you know, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. Mm-hmm. Well, basically the only tool is the force. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but every problem is just like, well, I don't know what to do here. Maybe I'll use the force. <laughs> I mean, if you tell me what force, to do, yeah, wouldn't you yeah. use it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you wouldn't want to let your force go to waste. So, no, no, no. You should use that force for sure. Forces are meant to be used. Yeah. yeah. Um, or being with you, it's at like, least. It's like the old saying, yeah. you know, give a man uh, a force and he defeats the Empire today, but teach him to use the force. And, and there'll be an extended universe. And the universe will never <laughs> stop expanding. Where his cousins will then start to use the force. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Chris, who do you want to be next? Uh, I guess that just leaves me. It's good thinking. <laughs> um, I love this book because, I don't know, I mean, it, it took me back to being a kid again where I just, you know, like, you just got to hear things like back on Rogue Squadron's secret moon base. <laughs> and I just, I love it. It's it's great. Uh, it, it just unironically is, is just that kind of wonderful awesomeness that, that you get to see out of, out of space sci-fi it's know. it's such like the fun version of space like, yeah i mean hyperspace really solves the problem of it being boring to go from moon base <laughs> to moon base wait wait wait. we got to get there yeah in 35 years <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it's light years away we'll go there in a half hour yeah it's so helpful <laughs> does any part of you chris from having read this want to go back and read more um are you gonna relive those glory days some more or is it just with the show no i think it's just for the show you know i i think that i could probably breeze through them if i had like you know if i was on a beach somewhere and eating nothing but peanut butter jelly sandwiches and margaritas i could probably get through maybe five or six books in a week (laughs) side note what would your poop look like no 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 No, i'd like to i'd like to go to that (laughs) i have a compliment for chris's why why is this happening to me well, let's uh, let's uh, let's find out more what you really thought about it, though. Now, let's go to our uh, let's go to our our anchor segment today. Our hate game today is going to be we're going to fly by our tie haters, and uh, we're going to use those to get right in in the middle of things. <coughs> They're fast, but not super maneuverable. God, uh, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to start with that, because god damn it. So this book claims, all right, that TIE Interceptors have a high speed, high top speed, higher than an X-Wing, but lower acceleration. That is bullshit, all right? <laughs> now, I, I did some fact-checking on Wikipedia, and uh, the X-Wing, X-Wing T-65B, the model used during this uh, you know, Battle of Yavin era conflict, has an acceleration, top speed acceleration of 3,700 Gs, and the TIE Interceptor has an acceleration of 4,200 Gs. That's like 
5,000 more Gs. That's great. <laughs> and my experience from playing TIE Fighter the Can video game. Can you just game. imagine the download speeds on that TIE Fighter? <laughs> yeah, but also, also, right. did you guys ever play TIE Fighter the video game where you had a TIE Interceptor? It was totally faster from, than an X-Wing. and It had great acceleration. Y'all were just wrong, Steve I thought Perry. it said it had bad handling. Mm-mm. That's usually like the Mario Kart trade-off. Like, you can no. go faster, you can turn, but you can't do both. Yeah, right, it's the Donkey Kong versus Toad kind of situation. Right. Plus, it's just so hard to hit them because their wings make an X, which is like, don't shoot here. Yeah, I was like, what? it's like, it doesn't want me to shoot. How can I? <laughs> nope. Uh, actually, on, on the subject of, fly, of their like, dog fighting in space, one thing that really pissed me off was that uh, he kept telling people in the middle of dog fights uh, to pull up or to make yeah. a hard dive. <clears throat> this author mm-hmm. needs to learn that the enemy base is always up. <laughs> oh, good point. Well, the enemy base is I down, right? Yeah. Yeah. The enemy base also, is down. Also, I guess I'm going to hate on that. At one point, there was like a some kind of, I guess, line, some kind of like, uh, like a Maginot style like line to like block rebels from going someplace, and they're like, "How do they get away from our line?" And it's like, well. <laughs> Space is three-dimensional, so <laughs> I have a, a cube. There are a couple actually really good options there. Yeah, but they can't go around without getting closer to them in the, unless they go way around, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like if, they went, if they went at 100 Gs and they went several light years around in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. What, what do Gs stand for? Gravitational force. So one G is the gravitational equivalent of Earth's gravity at uh, But were we just using it as a reference point for speed? No, for acceleration. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. But but then Alex made this really great <laughs> joke about how we use it in terms of speed for cell phone downloads. No, I yeah, yeah. I was I was present for that. One. Okay. <laughs> they, they can't all be with us. And it's weird that Han says he made the Kessel Run in parsecs when parsec is a unit of right. distance. Yes. Right. I uh. mean, it's an imaginary unit of distance. So no, it's totally real. They totally use that in astronomy. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but this is supposed to be a really yeah. far away galaxy. How come they all speak English? Well, it's basic. It's basic. <laughs> it's galactic basic. It's yeah, which, translated which is into English. English. Yeah. Which is like, and they have a um, lot of the same sayings and idioms. It's American <laughs> English. Or it's just really well translated, guys. Well, then how come they don't translate the Wookiee? Yeah. Uh, you, just, you lose the poetry of the Wookiee. That's <laughs> <laughs> my problem with Wookiees speaking in Wookiee. It seems like it's a very imprecise language. Because they have one sound and one what sounds like that sound played backwards. No, because they also do the... <laughs> like, I guess, okay, we're up to three sounds, possibly, including yeah. the use of that sound effect There's again There's a lot backwards. of nuance, apparently. Um, do you guys know what the actual language, what he actually speaks? Chewy? Isn't it like a bunch of Ks Isn't and Ys? Uh, Isn't or something like that? Yeah, it is Shrewok. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I was going to assume... This is, I, think, I think, Steven, you might have been thinking of uh, Kashyyyk, the, uh, the homeworld. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the Ks I may Ys. have been thinking of lubrication. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might... I, I think maybe you're thinking of Sheik uh, razors. Is that... Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I think you just say Sheik, not Sheik, right? No, no, I, I think you're thinking of old world comedians doing shtick. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just pulling my leg. <laughs> yeah, that is an example of shtick, yes. Are we thinking of the, the X-Men character, Mishtick? <laughs> <laughs> Guys! <laughs> no, no, you're thinking about a tiki party. <laughs> well, no, but that one's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more oh. hates. All right, other hates, you guys? Uh, um, can I... 
Can I just chime in here about, so just generally, since I'm more of a Star Trek fan, and I, like I've seen all the Star Wars movies, I liked them, but the prequels sort of sucked any. Oh, any for, sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And and I feel bad about that, but um, you know I love X Wing versus Tie Fighter that oh, game, yeah. all that stuff. Um, but here's my question, just generally: so are all stormtroopers clones of that one dude? No. So lore is that all the stormtroopers that were in the Clone Wars are clones of that dude, but uh, after the Empire became the Empire, they needed so many more stormtroopers that they also drafted. So there are so some that are clones. clones. Yeah, some that are clones. Some are actually robots, which is weird, and some are okay. just people. What's interesting what? is that for a while though, they weren't the clones were not allowed to serve openly. They could be open. <laughs> don't right. ask, don't clone. Yeah. Don't ask, don't clone. That's right. Um, here's the question: How could it be like equally like valuable to like have like a robot, a clone, or like an actual human to send out there to die? Well, like, a clones are humans. They're just humans grown in labs. Right, right, but like, wouldn't it be cheaper to do some of these? Like, they can't all cost the well, same. Let's, I guess. Well, let's what think I mean. about this. Well, no. So it's like if you want a tomato that grows in a garden naturally, it tastes the best, but it's the most expensive. And like hothouse tomatoes, you can pump them out, but they're all kind of crappy, right? Or yeah. you can eat a robot tomato, and that's very efficient, but tastes like oil. That's okay, right. But so no when they what, eat stormtroopers for like, grunt jobs, like standing or um, <laughs> getting shot. ceremonies, you yeah. know, they could use a robot. Yeah, because they'll all do uh, the the gun cock like to the shoulder thing at the same time because they're programming, right? But but Chris, why wouldn't they just give someone like decent armor and then you know not have to have so many stormtroopers? No 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 no. You're you're you're. This is exactly why there's Rebel Alliance, right? So the the Empire has Tie Fighters that are fragile and they just have a lot of them. Stormtroopers <laughs> are okay at combat, but they have shitty armor and there's a lot of them. Rebel Alliance has way better things, but there are less of them. And so it's like quality versus quantity. Yeah, it's also sort of like a government versus a terrorist organization. Sure. Terrorist, freedom fighter, you know, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm just not adequately convinced for, of, of the evils of the Empire and the... To the extent, <laughs> oh, really, you're empire apologist. I just, I just would like to understand why we can't change the system from the inside. Why we have to go the extremist terrorist route? Well, because well, the empire is forces. extremist. They hate all aliens, and the universe is mostly aliens. So they just have like <laughs> humans dicking around all the human or, or all the aliens, Wait. and they just blow oh. up planets for fun. For fun. Wait, is, is is this a race thing? Is the empire only? Uh, do they even call them humans in Star Wars? Uh, they do, yeah. Humanoid? So is it only humans? Uh, yeah. The, the Empire actually has, um, especially in the Expanded Universe, is really, really racist against aliens. And How- only- Wait a minute. But he was, Shizor was a feline, which, by the way, I was, I was under the impression the entire time that that meant he was a cat species. Oh, he was a feline? Um, yeah, that's what I, no, I thought but, that. But so, he's like, not he really color- Empire. He's not government. Right, he's private sector. Okay. He's just. But really... they were getting into bed with him. Yeah, well, you know, who could, who wouldn't? He's he's really good looking. Yeah, he in had those the pheromones. pheromones. You know. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm not, I'm not nitpicking. That's fine. I understand that like they're gonna get into bed with whoever yeah. it, like advances because they're yeah they're evil. I'm no empire apologist. Yeah. <laughs> but Stephen, yeah, Stephen, Stephen, it's yeah. the, it's the Cardassian Empire versus the United Federation of Planets. Wait, the Kardashians are in this, too? (laughs) We switched over to Star Trek, and no. (laughs) (laughs) I think, Stephen, by the way, I I think with the prince, what you were thinking of was Fellini. 
I think that's. <laughs> 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 he was. Oh, was that was Felicio? Is that what... No, no. I think we're talking about Filipinos. Is what <laughs> he was. He was half Filipino. <laughs> no, we're talking about philately. That's where you collect very small things. <laughs> Phillips head screwdrivers. No, uh, that's Star Trek. So let's. I think we're basically into this already, but let's continue this segment, uh, which we're going to call "Chrisissa Explains It All." Okay, uh, Chris, it's your it's your guilty pleasure. It's up to you to defend it. So I want you to, uh, I want you to tell us all about you, to to make make sense of all of this for us. Sure. Uh, so, I guess let me ask you this. Uh, so as Ezra mentioned early on, that like everything is using the force. That's everybody's answer to everything. Well, it's Luke's answer to everything. It's, sure, it's Luke's answer to everything. So then, why does Obi Wan's voice have to every time he gets into a tight spot? remind him to use the force at which point he stops whatever other plan he was doing and starts forcing well you know he's kind of new to the force uh when you think about it like he was still just barely able to use the force uh at the start of empire and then he did some intensive training with yoda but he still needs a lot of reminder and and that's the way really good educators work is they front load a lot of the instruction and then they leave a lot (laughs) to experimentation and self-discovery and so for this book obi-wan's reminding a lot but later obi-wan doesn't factor in so much he doesn't need to be there and luke needs to find his own answers I guess I would think that, like... Which is still the Force, though. <laughs> well, it's still the Force, but like, <laughs> it's own answer, quote, the Force. It's his Force on his time, you know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, that seems fair. Uh, what else would you guys like uh, Chris to explain? Yeah, Chris, why not more Billy D. Williams? <laughs> because the narrator wasn't good at Billy D. Williams' voice. Um, yeah, I was frankly kind of uncomfortable. I was, I was uncomfortable <laughs> with that. And uh, instead of sounding like Bill, Billy D. Williams, the narrator sounded like he was drunk. <laughs> and so there wasn't more and, and also frankly lando is not as useful of a of a person as han i mean he has this you take that back <laughs> what i mean by that is he's not as good as fighting he's not as good at mm. flying he's not as, as good at understanding wookie he or shriwook um no i mean i don't it, he has definite value he's a better businessman and he has better back alley connections mm-hmm. um now chris is it canon all of the stuff about how lando was actually not a bad guy yeah, 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 totally. So, so, so like, the, it wasn't he actually did, like it wasn't a real betrayal. It was like fake betrayal. Well, it was a betrayal of circumstance, right? So <sighs> he had a huge investment, and and you know, Vader in Empire in Empire Strikes Back was saying, "You're gonna lose all this unless you betray your friends." And it was a hard choice, but he had to go with all the blood, sweat, and tears he put into developing Cloud City and the future of Cloud City. All those no, people and I mean, their jobs depended on it. At some point, he's gonna but, realize. <laughs> building well, right. a city in the clouds did. is way more money than it's worth. It seems right. like an awesome idea, but actually funding it, it's never practical. You know, and it was the freezing of Han Solo in that block of carbonite that really crystallized that for him. <laughs> <laughs> and and then because he's in the clouds, that made snow. That's right. Well, Bespin gas is mostly mined for blasters. Wait, wait, hold on a second. If they did in the clouds, wasn't Han Solo already bl- backed up? To like Dropbox or something? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of little copies of him on other people's computers, but it's encrypted. Yeah, why, why is this the problem? Why don't we just get one, download one of the, restore one of the other Han Solo? Well, to its, it's a problem state. when your Han Solo app can't find the cloud to restore. <laughs> <laughs> and Comcast is fucking you, so it's not working properly. That's right. Oh man, get don't get started. me started on I'm iTunes so... match, everybody. <laughs> Comcast is just like I'm altering the deal. <laughs> I don't alter anything. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Nobody there has control over their. System. <laughs> <laughs> the sun was the star.
This ad's connection to the force was provided by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, we learned our lesson and we promise we're not building another Death Star. Meanwhile, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away... Oh my! Lord Vader! I see you have fallen into my trap, young Skywalker. Beeps and boops will not save you now. What about a lightsaber? No, I'm choking it, but it has no effect. I could never have seen this coming. <laughs> I guess I'll just use my lightsaber then. Beep boop boop. Oh snap. Use the force, Luke. Ben. I don't know why you keep on forgetting this. It's like the one rule I gave you. Sorry, Obi-Wan. Uh, are you talking to Obi-Wan? I want to say hi. Uh, oh, okay. Is that Vader? Tell him I'm not here. Hi, Obi-Wan! Oh. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Good. So. How come you never ghost visit me? Well, it's just that you killed me, you see. Doesn't mean we can't be friends. No, you're right. We should totally hang out. Beep, beep. Oh, what's that? Uh, hey, Darth Vader. I got a call on the other line, but, uh, yeah, we should do brunch sometime. Totally. So when do you want Click. to? Beep. You know, he trained me back when I was your father. Yeah, you've told me, Dad. Cool. Cool. Uh, I, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, got, a, got a lot of guys to choke. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty high up at the Death Star if you ever want a job or I could put in a good word for you. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, see ya. Bye. Son. <sighs> hey, uh, hey Yoda, got a second? Awkward this is. Not that close, are we? I, I'm just trying to connect with Luke and Obi-Wan. I, I feel like they just don't like me. True, that is. So what can I do? Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon, you can. By presence, you can. Like you, they will. Browse from my account, you can. It's a great idea, Yoda. Oh, what's this in your history? A fleshlight? Is that... Uh... Oh, it's a lightsaber cozy. Oh, yeah, you know, to keep your lightsaber when you're not using it. Yes, cozy it is. Sex toy it is not. What? What? Uh, beep, beep. Oh, waiting call it is. Uh, be going, must I? <sighs> Damn it, Luke. We've been running around in a circle. If we just go straight on that Death Star, we end up back where we started from. Lord Vader, this package arrived for you from Amazon. Thank you. For this, I will only choke you lightly. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Young, young Skywalker. Here is a gift from read-weep.com slash Amazon. It's a Fleshlight brand lightsaber cozy. That, uh, huh. I, I don't know what to say. I hope you like it. Use the force, Luke. <sighs> Thanks for the Fleshlight, Dad. Read-weep.com slash Amazon. Bringing estranged families together since a long, long time ago.
so let's move on to our next segment. Uh, Chris, for our next segment, um, just like we did with Ezra, we're going to allow the fan. We allowed the fans uh, an opportunity to ask you some questions about what it is about Christmas. Uh, are okay. you are you uh, ready to submit to those questions? Absolutely. This is sort of like a Reddit AMA, except uh, very few people comment. So uh, <sighs> here's here's what the fans want to know. First up, from Kate, uh, our regular guest on the show. Oh, what happened Kate. in your childhood? Um, I'm putting that intonation in. It could have been like, what happened in your childhood? I don't know. Yeah, wow. Um, So I was a late bloomer. (laughs) (laughs) I grew late. Uh, I was very short and very small and blonde and had braces. And you were also an early bloomer as far as wombs go. Well, yes, I was born three months early, but I probably should have spent more time in the oven. Is is what the, is the sense I get? I like to think uh, early as early is on time and on time is late. So, yeah, and late is unacceptable. Yeah, so I, I feel like you were three months yeah. on time. Yeah, take we that, firstborn children. Um, but no, and and so I just classically, uh, you know, not only did I love Star Wars from watching it as any sane person would. Um, but, you know, I had a lot of time to myself to read books, and I saw this at uh, Costco, and I got started on Expanded Universe, and uh, away we go. Here we are. Uh, Chris Truix asks, is Chris a great name or the best name? Well, I used to think Chris was the best name until about two weeks ago when we were in New York, and oh. uh, I talked with one of our fans who happens to be a genealogist, mm. and uh, being Chris Smith, I thought that I was pretty much ungoogleable. I mean, it was the most popular name in my birth year, and Smith is one of the most uh, popular last names in the world, mm-hmm. but it turns out I'm pretty damned easy to find on the internet if you have the tools. Oh, um, no. Really? You know, uh, yeah, uh, this person was able to pull, like, my parents' marriage certificate on the internet. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's um, probably, like, that's probably seems creepier than it is, given that's something that is, like... On public, public record? Yeah, it's a public yeah, record, yeah. and... I, don't I know. know, but it's weird because then you can start to use that information to talk to banks. That's or, true. You know, that you, other stuff now like that. you are a celebrity such that you can't use your mother's maiden name. That's right. But you, if somebody wants to use my personal information to set up Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So from now, um, I'm going to switch. So Chris, now that you've mentioned this, now that I know I'm a public persona like that, I'm going to stop using my mother's maiden name. And from now on, my password uh, recovery tool will be my mother's Jedi name. Oh, Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, tell you what it is now without dispute the purpose, but it's great. <laughs> from now on, I'm going to be going by Chris Smith. That would be our like anonymity, like the way kids, like sometimes you shave your head when your friend has cancer. It's like, that would be us for Chris. Like, oh no, your identity <laughs> is My out. identity was stolen. You guys would all change your name to Chris Smith. Yeah, out of solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but Chris is a good name, Chris, and uh, it's solid. Uh, the sibilance can be tricky if you don't enunciate, especially being Chris Smith. I get a lot of Christmas, or what was that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, but so you're calling, and you're like, I'd like to apply for credit card. And they're like, what's your name? And you say Chris Smith. And they're like, okay, Mr. Christmas. What yeah, would- exactly. So what's your first name? <laughs> How many um, people are named Christmas? You know, Chris, I don't know. And then it'd be a Chris Christmas? Oh, man. Yeah. Chris Kringle? But All right, no, so let's go on to the next it, question. Uh, yeah. Drew wants to know, your child has written a book and presented it to you to read. Weirdly, it is an exact copy of an existing book. What book would you be overjoyed for them to have replicated on their own? And what book would fill you with horror? Um, actually, I got to say, if my kid wrote Shadows of the Empire word for <laughs> word, that would be pretty boss because they would be totally into Star Wars 
and it all takes place during the original trilogy. So none of the prequel bullshit, right? And um, none of the post school bullshit. None of the post school bullshit. Even though some of it's totally good, Mara Jade. But um, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Um, do you want I would your kid also to be accepted. into Star Wars, or do you want uh, your hypothetical in this situation child? Uh, would you prefer your child to be like an improvement? <laughs> Um, I would totally want them to be into Star Wars. Not Star Wars as the only thing, but Star Wars is a legitimately pretty cool thing that they could watch with their dad. Like, I guess what I'm asking is, would you like your child to be born par-baked like you were, or fully <laughs> I think even fully-baked people can appreciate the joy that is Han Solo. Harrison Ford is universal. I, don't, I mean, I like... Drew also wrote a great question for you guys, but I'm curious about this question, like... Why did my child like? Did my child copy this book like it was the Bible, yeah. and they were a monk? I was about to bring this bring this up because this this has some terrifying implications. <laughs> <laughs> so so either either your child is a plagiarist and and like a, a nasty, but one. like yeah, a but or they just one. use it to practice their handwriting yeah. or their typing skills, or 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 it could be just an amazing coincidence. Or have you guys read much Jorge Luis Borges? Sure, no, yes, of course. So he has a short story. Uh, a, about a guy named Pierre Menard, who his goal was to re to write Don Quixote, but, okay. but to like word for word, but to do it from his perspective, like instead of Cervantes. So it would be his thing. So you'd have to like the point is you interpret it differently with a different author, right? Yeah. So it would be a different yeah. book written by your son. So we've got three you know, three options. The we've same. got the monk plagiarist version. We've got the Don Quixote from your perspective version, and then and we got the my kid is actually Steve Perry in 1995 version. Oh, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> all good versions. We do. Tom Zeffman Stringer wants to know: uh, Is this where you thought you'd end up in life? <laughs> uh, in my mid to late twenties, reading bad fiction and talking about it with there's you guys. so many ways to interpret that question because one of them could mean just like in your well-furnished office uh yeah or another one could be like did you think your life would end at 28 and then he's <laughs> well, gonna still kill 27, you 27 but um oh, 27 well then you've got some yeah. time yeah live it up it's time for you to yolo chris you've got some shit that's gonna happen next year <laughs> you only live till 28 <laughs> yo tlo 28 yeah. um, <laughs> um no i you know it's surprising that i read so much young adult fiction where little girls fall in love with fairies but on the other hand life is pretty kick-ass and i'm really happy with it sometimes um, the girls are the fairies and they fall in love with normal children with normies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a plan for myself, uh, a, a high-level plan, and so far, so good. Um, I wish I could still eat as much ice cream as I want. Are you slowing down? Um, slowly. Like a gradual diminishment. Like only two bowls of ice cream rather than like the full three. <laughs> um, oh, man. Is it going to your hips yet? Uh, no. Okay. I, I do run, you know. Right. But, yeah, but that's for other things. Yeah, it's like to catch the mailman and... <laughs> or to, you know, get away from the tiger. <laughs> yeah, to get away from that fucking tiger. I'm on to you. <laughs> Is this where you thought you'd end up in life, and then you paint this picture of just, like, a tiger-filled park you live in? <laughs> where I'm like, oh, no. shit. I was expecting the house or something. <laughs> Stripers, they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Emma Chong wants to know, is Zac Efron still in your basement? Uh, you know, he got out embarrassingly enough, and I've replaced him with like a uh, a tiny, tiny version of of uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, 
Yeah. That, Not as you know. good. Um, <laughs> but he, I mean, but one of my favorite presidents. One of my, one of my favorite presidents, and potentially Emma Stone will be around, which I like. <laughs> one of my favorite Spider-Mans. <laughs> Not my favorite Spider-Mens. No, not one of my favorite Spider-Mens. Sure. Not my favorite Spider-Mens. No, what of what are my favorite founders of Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, and lastly, a f- friend of the show, Ezra Fox, says, "What did that angel say before you swallowed it?" <laughs> Is this a reference to something way long ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At one point, I think at one point in one of the live shows, we said like, we, we had like an FAQ where it's like. Chris, did you swallow an angel? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So here's what the angels say. (laughs) Is that when it's raining, you don't have to get wet. (laughs) I don't know what it meant, but I have the vapors. All right, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. Uh, we're going to go in reverse order. So, Chris, what is the last nice thing you're going to say on this show about uh, the expanded universe book, Shadows of the Empire? Uh, I'm going to actually compliment uh, this kind of throwaway fight scene that they have. Uh, it's Luke where he gets ambushed by a bunch of Black Sun biker gangs on swoops, which are basically space motorcycles. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has to evade them, first by fighting them a little bit. He makes them crash into each other. And then he does a run through Beggar's Canyon, um, which I really like because he references it, I guess, in A New Hope. And he says, oh, yeah, we used to bullseye womp rats in my T-16 back home in Beggar's Canyon or whatever. Um but here we actually get to see more of it, and it was a lot of fun. It was uh, fast-paced, and of course, having it on audio, we got a lot of really loud sound effects and musical scores, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I got, two I, th- I got two thoughts about that. First of all, Beggar's Canyon sounds like a bummer, even if you're just doing space races, because you'd have to constantly not give space credits to space beggars. Yeah, but you're going so fast. You can just say, oh, I'm in a hurry. Yeah, I'm in a hurry. Like, oh, sorry, I don't have any. I'll get you back later. I'm so- oh, yeah. <laughs> The, and then the other thing is that that like thing that you just said about how it's like they just mentioned it briefly in another book and or in the movie and like we're now we're going into the more detail. This felt this reads like fan fiction. The way this book is just like and then Jabba the Hutt is there and R two was there and this minor character and this small <laughs> reference was there. And yeah, they but they don't together. all fuck each other, right? Yeah, they don't all fuck well, each other. Prin- it's like professional. The Prince Xanadu wanted to. <laughs> she's whore <laughs> I was close I mean, he's got whore disco? in his name oh, of course he did yeah of course right also she which confused me because <laughs> yeah. I thought I honestly thought it was a female cat <laughs> <laughs> feline she it's just, a, it's just a cat whore female Man, anyway this, this book is different in, some, in Steven's mind I liked it um, Alex or no Ez is it Ez? Yes, I'm sure. first so it's Ez next it's Ez. Yeah. I'd be happy to uh, at one point, um, Vader is about to blow up like everything that um, Prince Shizor owns. Everything we've worked so and, hard to build. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, um, he's like, I'll give you two standard minutes to uh, to act to recall your vessels and turn them over to me. And I just love they had to say standard minutes because, like, clearly there's an instance where he said, like, I'll give you two minutes, and no one didn't like. You know, give like the unit of measurement, and they're like uh, Jupiter minutes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, forever. exactly. And like that's like 
it, 10 years later, still going, you know? And he's like, well, I learned this time. Gotta say yeah, he, it. Otherwise, they won't know. <laughs> what, what, he did that in Ent minutes, and it just took forever. Yeah, they were just talking, introductions, creaking a lot. <laughs> it was slow. Well, it's amazing that they've standardized all these units without having, like, a real functional government that everybody believes. That's actually really yeah, impressive, A mostly right? racist group of clones. Yeah, well, you got to yeah. think the old Republic had some sort of National Institute of Standards and Technology sort of deal. It's possible. Yeah, they hung on to And those. maybe that's yeah. really what it, what irked everybody. Like, there were not going to be any terrorists. The Empire was doing fine, but then they couldn't all agree on how long a minute was, and so really pissed off the Bothans. Yeah, that's right, well, because look, the Bothans will... are short. Uh, look, the... I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> the Empire, about. Empire is a bunch of racists, all right, but their trains do run on time. <laughs> So. Oh. Well, they weren't on some time. We're just not sure how much time is that. Well, it's time. standard, though, right? It's standard. <laughs> awesome. Yikes. All right, uh, Stephen, minor compliment. So I this is this is actually kind of a genuine one, but I I think, and I don't actually even totally remember it, but the the ending of it, I was very much left with this feeling that it was like leading up right to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he it recorded the, the hologram for Jabba, and he was basically yeah. on Tatooine, and like everybody was like set to start and Return of the Jedi. And I, I thought that that just like ended with this sense of completion, that even though, like, I, I, I think if I sat down and read this book, I'd probably enjoy it more than listening to it, because I really did have a problem listening to it, just because it was so <laughs> loud. The like the sounds were so loud. really throwing you off. <laughs> the sex cats... <laughs> Yeah, it was very, very frustrating. Um, but but the end of it gave me the sense that it was like, oh, I, I sort of wish I, I paid a little bit more attention during the parts where it was literally burning my ears. Um, <laughs> just because it, it, it definitely provided like a, a sense, a better sense of completion and connection than any of the prequels, I think, did to the... Oh, my the, God. The I wanted... Yeah. Can I just steamroll right into my compliment? Because my compliment was for the beginning of this, and it's starting right at the end of... Of Empire, uh, which I like because I hate surprises. And this book <laughs> opened with Luke, I'm your father, and I was like, oh great, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, want to and it wasn't even a surprise because you always already uh, heard it. Well, I'd already heard it too, but they, it was also just like if I had just picked this up, they would have like if this is the first thing I read, still would have boom right out of the gate, father son, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Now let's deal with it. <laughs> Like. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like <laughs> pretending the whole time that we didn't know, even though they both look exactly the same, <laughs> one looks like a death's head and one looks like a whiny bitch. <laughs> Actually, it's great because I mean, also this is one of my like Empire Strikes Back is like my least favorite ending of a movie ever, pretty much. It is and the really best of the movies. A great movie, terrible ending. If you think of actually having to wait three years after that, that's but shitty. That's, that's the fun part. We didn't have to. Yeah, that that might have pissed me off a little bit. Maybe. I guess for me, because we, you know, when I watched it, it was like, "Here's the trilogy. Watch it." And so you just, like, <coughs> yeah. oh, that's so sad. Let's watch the next one. But yeah, I don't but know. I, I sort of, yeah, I sort of like. Rough. I think I, I think I need that weight to really, really dive into media. I think that's why, like, I loved Lost when it was on the air, and I like love Breaking Bad now because, like, if I or I, I loved Harry Potter while it was coming out, is because like. I need that time before it's actually resolved, or otherwise, if I just read it all immediately, I'm probably not going to. Are you much. one of those kids who, like, if you could get a marshmallow now or two marshmallows in 20 minutes, you always took? Uh, you you were like, I'll wait for the two marshmallows. Were you that guy? I think I I don't know what kind of kid I'd be because at the same time I'm pretty fat, so 
<laughs> so I will I will use my strength from the first marshmallow to overpower you and take the second. Right. Like I think I just like a, a patient dude who, if had a tub of queso in front of him, would eat it all. Does that make sense? God, no, not at all. Sense. But I love it. I'm so excited after this. I'm eating a lot of ranchero cheese. A tub of queso. Oh, man. I'm so jealous of you guys because it's three hours in the past there, and I, you could still eat. Dinner. We still have such. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did you already eat dinner? Yeah, but oh. man, to to not have experienced that would just be amazing. You guys, you guys have so much dinner to look forward to. <laughs> you really do. Uh. <laughs> I like a good long wait between breakfasts. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't appreciate it. Yeah, I think it. lunch has the worst ending of any meal. Dude, you're so wrong. I had a, a king size of peanut butter M&Ms for lunch at 5 p.m. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, None of those the- things for our lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all three king size M and M's. And in fact, yeah, for for lunch, I had a whole pie at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a problem with it. I mean, in Chris's defense, peanut butter. Very yeah. fair. Um, Alex, <laughs> and then margaritas, and then poop was great. Yeah, uh, they can't all be winners, but some of them are. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about my favorite show, my guilty pleasure, Deadliest Catch, the great show about crab fishing on the Bering Sea. And in case you're wondering, I'm always rooting for the crab. So that's next week. Uh, it should be great. If Comments, if you have them, facebook.com slash readitandweep or podcast at readitandweep.com for the email. Uh, send us some send us some thoughts, some feedback. Uh, Stephen at Stephen T Carter on Twitter. Thanks for joining us as always, Stephen. It is such me. a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, good luck in your fight with Comcast. Thank you very much. And, uh, <laughs> all right, but we'll talk to you later. Thanks as always, Chris and Ez, as well. Of course, you guys are awesome. And uh, thanks, Chris, for sharing this uh, guilty pleasure with us. This Thank you, you guys. This was so much fun. And, and and thanks especially to Stephen for joining on such late notice. I appreciate. It. Thanks for thanks for choosing we'll, me, yeah. especially. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. talk to everybody next nice week. Goodbye. <laughs> Steven, tomorrow yeah. you can have dinner all over again. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna fogo de chow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. What? I'm going to fogo de chow. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. It's a fogo. one of those Brazilian all-you-can-eat steakhouse. Oh, they give you steak on a oh. sword. Yeah, and you it's like one. And you they just like keep feeding thing. you steak until you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're, until you get the steak crazies. <laughs> The, yeah. Or the meat sweats? Yeah. Meat sweats. That's going to happen. Wait, didn't we do this? Yeah, we did the meat sweats yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Meat sweats yeah. This is like right when I started dating my girlfriend. And yeah. It was the first thing I told oh, is that, about. Is that going well? Yeah, cool. still together. Wow. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, because at the time, I would have bet against you. <laughs> no. Oh, I a couple of meat sweats bet. together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what exactly was going to say. It's still a safe bet against <laughs> right now, because we're still like I don't know we're really I was just complaining to her I was like oh, Comcast like I'm gonna have to deal with this and she was like it's okay we're gonna meet sweat together tomorrow is what she literally just oh, gross. oh man yeah, yeah, she's the perfect amount of gross for you yeah no she's pretty great uh, yeah, safe bet is one of you is gonna die eventually.
Oh, ouch. <laughs> but, but the other one is immortal. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, that's, how, that's how couples work, right, Ez? <laughs> Do we just sing the Highlander theme? <laughs> yes. There could be only one. 